0: It's all shit. Oh, uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S, This shit is trumpet. T, R, U, M, P, A, N, A, N, E, S. What? I don't know. I don't even know.
1: Hey, everyone, oh. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. Mm. Awakenings. (laughs) And this is the podcast where we tell you how we feel about the week in politics. (laughs) Or as one asshole reviewed on iTunes, a load of garbage from two idiots who have no idea what they're talking about.
2: (laughs) Every time I make you read that person's review, you get so
1: pissed. I mean, I like it because it's been a... You know what I mean? But also it... uh, Yeah, it irritates me. It's hilarious. Two idiots who... (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what they're talking about or a load of garbage I'm not yeah Yeah. I think that's what annoys me the most it's a load of of garbage
2: well this is high art my friend (laughs) that's right old what was his name It it was a it was a girl it was a it was like Frankie it was a girl with
1: Oh, it was yeah. It was like Tommy boy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Georgie fu- boy. Oh, Georgie boy. Yeah. B-O-I. <laughs> right. Anyway. I'll never um... let it go and I'll never not be annoyed about it. <laughs>
2: well, I love annoying you right at the top. Um, okay. So we're recording this a few days early again. Actually, well, a little treat for you guys to know, a little behind the curtain, if oh you God. will. Um, we recorded this last night, which was Friday night, but um, we were fully drunk and... <laughs> Um, went so far over every single section to the point of, like, a section that was supposed to be, you know, 10 minutes was to actually 22 minutes. <laughs> and then Oops. I- and Julie's like, it's fine. And then we continued to get more drunk. And Julie's like, we didn't do so. There's that. Whatever. And now we're re-recording it just to try. We're hungover now, but mm-hmm. at least we're not
1: drunk. That's right. So I guess you can decide which one's worse or better or whatever. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> you can decide... In your mind. I mean, I don't know. What's worse, being drunk or being hungover? Well, any... The the
2: thing is, is that we're recording it a few days early. Why, meow meow?
1: Because we're recording it a few days early because... You know what? I don't know why. Because we're doing
2: our live show. Oh, that's right.
1: That's right. That's right. God, that's how how bad it is. Um... (laughs) We're doing our live show, so we wanted to do it early because we don't have to do two shows. I mean, you know, come because on. the live
2: show is Wednesday and this <sighs> podcast comes on on Tuesday, right? Which is crazy. Yeah, and they're going to be
1: different. We're not going to just redo this one. No. Although I wish we could. No, we're going to do a completely new show with a guest, Alec Mappa, who's, uh, you know, legend, icon, comedy, gang, gold, very amazing, cute, very adorable, thick, thick head of hair that yes, I love. He does have a, a very thick head of hair. He's so cute mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm
2: when we went on one of you know the jizz cruises right he was there yeah and when we were flying away and always when we leave the jizz cruises <laughs> we're never in a great mood uh-huh. we're always tired and drunk and filled with jizz mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. gay guys mm-hmm. and i walked down the plane we're like you and i are in the front and him and like jackie beaton uh-huh. the other performers are like sp- spread throughout uh-huh. i'm like walking. I don't know if we if we flew at night. I can't remember, but I remember walking by. He's perched in the chair, sitting straight up, like with his head back, <laughs> with um, an eye cover over his eyes that has... It's the kind of eye cover that has little eyes with eyelashes. <laughs> so it's so cute. It was like satin with eyes with eyelashes, closed eyes, oh, sleeping eyes right, with eyelashes, right, like cartoon ones. Right. And then his hair, and he was... His, his mouth not open, mouth closed. Mm-hmm. Headphones, eyes eye patch and I was like he is so fucking cute. (laughs) I want to sit on his lap and hug him and be like daddy God I've never seen anyone sleep so cute on a plane. I didn't get to see that. I know I came I know I came back and said if you could see Alec Moppa and how adorable and cute and perfect he is.
1: Yeah I mean to be able to sleep like that in a plane just upright and so like tight and together. Yeah nobody can do that. With mouth closed. Yeah mouth Especially when people sleep upright like that their mouth falls open. Falls open. I just flew and there was a guy next to me and who was just sleeping the whole time and he was really tall. But it was just like slumping, was just like, get the fuck out of my face. I have an old picture on Twitter where, um, an
2: old classic uh-huh. of three people uh-huh. in a row, in <laughs> their own row, and they're, you can tell none of them are together. Like, it's like an Indian guy, a white guy teenager, and then like a middle-aged woman. They're, none of them knew each other, all sleeping, <laughs> mouths open. I was like, are you kidding me?
1: There's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes it happens to all of us. I mean, I've caught myself doing it with a mouth. You know, I now have the zip up hoodie that zips all the (laughs) way up and I zip
2: myself and it's a a skeleton and I zip and it's not cute. It's not like Alec Mamba and I zip it completely closed and say, good night, wig. Yeah. Don't be catching me with my mouth fucking
1: open. Oh, I mean... Not to mention, I mean, I'm—I don't know why you've been complaining about anyone on a plane. I, this last trip I took, I farted the whole plane back to <laughs> back to California.
2: Yeah, but did it stink? Because everyone's farting.
1: I I just could literally couldn't stop. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. It was well, like, like,
2: well, we're gonna go over again, and we haven't even talked about the live show, but we might need to gift everyone with the legendary story of you going shit. <laughs> before- before the flight ever took off and you guys know you're not allowed to do that and this bitch had an emergency 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 because every time and believe you me the bitch will be having to take shit on a plane but and it's always an emergency but she doesn't think she has ibsd but she does i know but
1: ibs and d with with diarrhea diarrhea.
2: Mm -hmm. so she goes on when you're not even allowed and everyone's strapped in and the plane's trying to take off well it starts the taxi
1: Okay. Well, you cannot be out of your seat. Well, with- no, and then yeah, and you're exactly. In the fucking I, thing. I, there was nowhere else I could be. So <laughs> that is exactly where I needed to be. It wasn't like, and I can hold my. Sh- I can I'm good at holding, but. <laughs> thank god no i'm good at holding and, and i'll the, fart the, i will fart tell the lady, for hours tell the lady before i poo now the plane hasn't even take off it's taxing tell of the lady oh knocking. then the lady was like knock 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 you can't be in there and i was like I- you know what this is happening <laughs> i don't know what you want me to do but this is what this is it <laughs> this, is, like- this is this is this is just happening so and she's I
2: like know you can't can- be in there you must come out of there yeah. and Julie's like, was like no I- i've got i'll come out i'm gonna when i when i can yeah i was like i'll
1: be out when i can <laughs> So you can hold the plane or whatever everyone needs to do, but I'm just in here. So I don't know what you want me to do. And then, you you know, you got to come out. And then another flight attendant comes over. was like, you have to come out. I was like, I know, but (laughs) what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? The story is going to give me a panic attack. Each time, even now hungover when I have no emotions, it's going to give me a panic attack. Can you guys imagine? uh, obviously it's humiliating and then you have to then you have to leave the bathroom and walk through the whole plane sorry sorry excuse me sorry sorry, that was an emergency I just take a shit sorry sorry it was coming out I was crowning and there was nothing I could do about it hoo
2: ha I mean what do you and also now we know you didn't wipe thoroughly at that point oh it was in a rush
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure it's probably why like I got an infection after (laughs) oh my god just all and then I'm sweating so now it's like a sweat probably my butt is just sweating yeah,
2: so well you guys we have a live show this what, coming Wednesday June I think 7th June 7th Hollywood
1: Improv lab which means there's two seats or whatever right it's 10pm it's, it's like oh 10pm like, yeah. didn't,
2: we didn't say that 10pm we you drunk. can get tickets
1: at hollywoodimprov.com or you can just get them there because there'll be plenty
2: I don't <laughs> think the the website is hollywoodimprov.com just google it oh. please come you guys if you live within even five hours <laughs> get every single friend you know yeah. pretend you're going to see lady gaga for free and then come out and come to the show and drag them and make you know fill up the room that seats 50 people mm-hmm. it's already half sold out or more uh-huh. we're gonna i guess play it because we got a lot of comments saying that they want to hear right. the live
1: podcast right because you said you don't like the way a live podcast sounds and i generally don't either but you know, I feel confident that um, it's going to work out hopefully and we that do, we can, yeah, hopefully we do good sound. Yeah. They,
2: they do this all the time there. And yeah. one cute girl on Instagram, I, don't, I wish I knew her name, said that she would have FOMO if we didn't right, post it. Right. And I was like, OK, well, that convinced me. So we'll post it. We'll try it. Then you guys can give feedback and say that was a load of garbage. And then we won't ever do it. Post them again. Or
1: do them again. Oh, well, right. And we'll never <laughs> do live shows again. And we'll never try anything again in general. We just will stop trying. You know, stop trying to doing things, risking, taking taking gambles in life. Huh. Taking gambles. All right, let's get to... Um, Awakenings. The Eye of the Shit store, Marla.
3: You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some
4: fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All
1: right. So like we said before, we're doing this episode a couple days early because of the live podcast. So as of close of business on Friday, <laughs> the biggest pile of shit swirling around the in the, in the eye of the shitstorm was when President Captain Shitster Trump pulled out. Of the Paris Agreement.
2: Okay. Um, I doubt he pulls out a lot, but, you know, um, I, was, I well I'd imagine he's a lever-inner.
1: A right. But, and yet, you would think he would be a puller-outer due to the amount of pulling out that's been going on in this administration. Yeah,
2: you're right. Maybe he is a puller-outer. All of these is. guys. He God knows he didn't end up with any
1: illegitimate kids. You know, all these guys like to pull out and just put loads on a lady's Loads on tits. boobs,
2: <laughs> loads on, a little bit on the chin. All on right, chin. so... <laughs> <laughs> Julie's gagging. Uh, my mom probably is too. Mom, you love it. Okay. <laughs> Pam, come on. Pam probably gets freaky in the sack. We were totally
1: talking about dicks when we were in the Bahamas, huh? What? We were, and it was great. That's crazy that you guys have talks like that. I, I know, would die well, well, if I had that conversation. I would never have that conversation with either of my any no no sex at all. It was great. Pam gets down. I mean she, she nice goes wherever
2: uh, and I tell her about drugs and she goes wherever and she's like That's nice. Yeah, she's well. She's great. Okay, so it's my dad that's a piece of shit. Um, speaking of pulling out, okay, so, so okay, um, okay, so uh, where were we at? So basically, um, we're not talking about Kushner and that bullshit. And we're not talking about Comey and that hearing because the news the real actual news right. of the week yeah that happened mm-hmm. is the paris agreement it's gonna affect yes. us all right and it's gonna affect america and that's why we're talking about that <sighs> and not this other
1: bullshit which is all cnn is covering so right here we go right uh well before so okay before we can be appalled or conversely supportive we need to know what the paris climate agreement is because no one does let's no real no and I didn't even know what really what it was. I just saw, oh, Obama did it and climate, oh, and good. countries coming together and great. China said they're going to try and reduce their carbon emission. That sounds good. Great. Okay, great. Perfect. Fantastic. So, basically Lord London in December 2015 Nearly every country, including all of the world's biggest polluters, came together in Paris and agreed to limit carbon emissions. The agreement was the cornerstone of Obama's environmental plan and was designed to keep the planet from warming by more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels.
2: Okay, so that weird number, the reason that's important is because 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial level is considered the tipping point. But at that point, when the Earth gets to that, right, um, is Is, when there's going to be we can't make food. There's when you're a dead man walking. Dead man walking. Yeah, it's it's certain death for everyone. We're not going to be able to produce food. There's not going to be any be able to have fresh water. Right. And at that point, there's going to be floods, hurricanes, tornadoes. All natural disasters are all going to happen. So basically, um, we had to uh, to get to achieve this number that we need. Greenhouse gas emissions need to be cut by like between forty and seventy percent by twenty fifty. And by twenty one hundred, two thousand one hundred is now two thousand seventeen. That's crazy. The planet must be carbon neutral, whatever the hell that
1: means. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Switzerland.
2: Exactly. Like a
1: neutral. The
2: carbons are neutral.
1: Yeah, the car the carbons are neutral. <laughs> Realness. <laughs> Go. Tens across the board. Well, under the Paris Accord, each country must submit its own plan to reduce emissions of greenhouse gases and deal with the impact of climate change. The agreement as a whole is not legally binding. This is this is what's so fascinating or interesting and does not penalize nations who fail to meet their commitments. But it does impose an obligation on countries to implement their plans and includes a review process designed to shame them into compliance. I mean, basically... The agreement is literally like a gentleman's handshake agreement where a bunch of guys got together, basically, and we're like, yes.
2: It's every single country country." except for Nicaragua and Syria. They're the only two that didn't do it. Right. Every single country agreed to make a plan, and Obama made our plan, and our plan was like um, reduce the greenhouse gas emissions by 28 our own Americas because America and China are the largest polluters on Earth. Right. Um, and China's in the agreement, too. Mm. So our personal, America's personal commitment was to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 20, 28 percent by 2025, uh-huh. 2025. So green, just to review, greenhouse gas comes from burning fossil fuels. Mm. Um, fossil fuels are? Oil. Good.
1: Coal. Great. Natural gas.
2: And then also this says they come from fertilizers. Raising livestock and maintaining landfills, which is why America is the biggest polluter because we're fucking huge dick asshole factory farming yep. pieces of shit. Yep. And we have giant landfills filled with diapers. Yep. Everyone look in the mirror out there. We don't need to because we don't
1: have 50,000 kids or even one. Right. Uh, Trump pulling out of the Paris agreement is just, you know, and he's like, we're going to renegotiate. We're going to get a better deal for America. Oh, and he said, we're, um, oh, we should, I- play, we should play the clip because okay, that's okay. what really anno- okay. you oh. Guys-
4: The same nations asking us to stay in the agreement are the countries that have collectively cost America trillions of dollars through tough trade practices and, in many cases, lax contributions to our critical military alliance. You see what's happening. It's pretty obvious to those that want to keep an open mind. At what point does America get demeaned At what point do they start laughing at us as a country? We want fair treatment for its citizens, and we want fair treatment for our taxpayers. We don't want other leaders and other countries laughing at us anymore. And they won't be. They won't be. I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. All right. So yeah, that
1: fucking irritated me
4: beyond, beyond, beyond,
1: beyond, beyond, because you're not in an actual agreement with Paris. (laughs) We're not in an, we're not, this isn't about a thing with actual Paris. Dumb fuck. Idiot. Right. Like. You represent Pittsburgh, not Paris. Yeah, yeah, we know, because no one's representing Paris. The reason it was the
2: Paris Agreement is because everyone will agree to anything in Paris when you're walking walking in the beauty of Paris. You (laughs) can be, and it's raining, and you're on that bridge with the locks, and it's like, yeah, I'll do anal tonight. Anything. (laughs) That's why. What should we do? Where should we have the countries meet? Let's all meet in Paris. Of course, because we'll all agree to chin loads for everyone. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely
1: in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Of course. Pittsburgh so, Pittsburgh got offended They're like don't drag us Into this shit Yeah I, And you know what By the way P.S. BTW You don't represent <laughs> right. Pittsburgh They're like What have At you all. done for me lately Yeah nothing <laughs> By the way You're gonna destroy Pittsburgh So let's not t- I, I couldn't I could not believe he said That was a d- And I get what they're tra- But it was so Otherwise dumb Otherwise known as Shitzburg. Sometimes yeah. I like to call it that Um <laughs> I've done shows in Pittsburgh. It was actually kind of... I, Pittsburgh's like coming up kind of. Oh, well, it's good like, for them. It's like a cool city. It's like industrial and... It is know. industrial.
2: Um, well, in supposedly, and it's um, it's Steve Bannon, the, the scum of the earth, Ugh. who's the White House chief strategist, and um, Scott Pruitt, who is the... Uh, <laughs> ironically, I'm not, I'm for any of you who've forgotten, Scott Pruitt's the head of the Environmental Protection Agency, and it was him and Steve Bannon who forced the issue of pulling out of the Paris Agreement when a supposedly Ivanka and um a Secretary of State Rex Tillerson were wanted the, so it was a, yeah, it was a big Yeah, they publicly said they wanted to Yeah, stay it in. was a big big huge fight in the White House and Steve Mole Mole Bannon <laughs> skin cancer he should be concerned about fucking toxins him and the head of the Environmental Protection Agency Scott
1: Pruitt is my and I watched his press conference and I was like you know what I um I uh I hate him more than anyone that's ever hated anyone that's ever been alive. He is absolutely like... He should be imprisoned. He's so gross. He's despicable, disgusting, repulsive, repugnant, dangerous, disturbing. Yes. I'm glad you um, can think of the words. I can't think of anything but gross. He's... Um, I, I I honestly... I mean, he's like the kind of person you want to put in an island and have people hunt him and shoot, kill him. I mean, sorry, there's this whole not thing. We,
2: could do a, we should do a Judge Julie... Um, oh, yeah. let's do, Please, because, next time. Because there was that whole thing on Rachel Maddow about... um, He, he would get... when Because he, he's from Oklahoma. He was like... I don't know mm-hmm. what he was in Oklahoma. He was like the attorney general. And he would get letters... From like oil companies. Oh right, that it's asking to have like regulations removed for so that they could dump fucking probably oil into newborn babies' formula. Right, and he would. He, they'd send him the letter and then he would have his assistant or yep, his secretary yep, or whatever because yep. I'm sure he still has a secretary, like it's 1982. I'm sure, and I'm sure he fucks her. I'm sure. And it's like, um, she has a beehive hairdo and she doesn't even have a computer. And she has
1: one of those boxes and she presses it. And he's like, Hi, Mr. Pruitt, you have someone at the middle. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, presses the button and he's like, You come in the office now, Tina. And she's yeah. like, Okay, you no, know, her name's got to be like,
2: like Miss Fancy, her Linda or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he would, so she, the secretary, would white out you know, remove the name of the oil company, put the exact letter to a T yep. on Scott Pruitt's attorney general, <clears throat> Oklahoma attorney it. general letterhead. Yep. He would sign it and then they would submit it to yeah. the the white house and yep. to, and, and get it. They were putting all this yeah. pressure to get legislation passed yeah. for, for oil companies. He is so, so, so shady and dangerous. Everything. Julie said, we're doing a judge, Julie, because that guy he's the head of the environmental protection AG, an agency and pulled out of the Paris agreement. <laughs> and he not has- just
1: that. Watch his press conference if you can, and you just will die. You'll die. You'll die. We know what during Judge. You know what Judge Julie's going to do when she when he's in the courtroom. We're going to play the, some of those clips. so You can hear because I'm. I will lose my mind. I will lose my mind. I will lose my mind. He. Yeah. I think he's the first. He might be the first person to have to be executed.
2: Yeah, he is very <laughs> in
1: Judge Julie.
2: And he is like f- go cry
1: about it. and Kathy Griffin's decapitated Trump head. It's about to get a million times worse here.
2: He's the figurehead of like. He is the he is the cornerstone of why the the cab his cabinet is just awful yep. and gross
1: I and mean, from Betsy DeVos on down but that particular guy
2: it's just scary Betsy DeVos is was very quoted scary.
1: saying somebody I saw it on Twitter and they said she goes climate change or the uh, yeah the thing, she said yes the climate changes but I don't know what to do about it <laughs>
2: I'm happy she's in charge of education. Yeah,
1: and then it said, here's your secretary of education. I mean, yes, the climate... Yeah, we know the... Cl- this isn't about... We know the climate changes, everyone. Like, and that's
2: the other thing before we go. Like, this constant rhetoric and oh, uh, and yeah. browbeating of, you know, of Trump and Sean Spicer and... And Scott Pruitt of do you believe climate change is a hoax? Do you believe climate change is real? Do you believe Mm climate and that's these montages Mm -hmm. on every it's like it doesn't matter what he believes. We know he believes climate change is real because climate change is real. He doesn't give a fuck is the point. Right. Stop asking him that. Right. I don't even care what he believes. Right. It's what he's doing that matters. Yes. And he's not doing this because he doesn't believe
1: in it. Yeah, and Scott Pruitt's the same thing. They know that it's they know that, but they don't care. They don't care. They want to make their money and they're gonna be dead, and it's gonna be your kids and your grandkids who are gonna have to suffer and live through water. World and oil world, and oh God, I can't even watch Water World, so, God forbid. I kind of want to watch it now. Have you ever seen it? I think I've, I've never been able to make it through because I'm not really like a Kevin... What's his name? Costner. Oh, yeah, Kevin. I just like him <laughs> not into him. He's, he's always looked like an old man since he was a young man. I don't think he's hot. And then it's just like, ugh, and there he is. So you know what I mean? But <laughs> I kind of do want to watch it and I do like knowing that it was the biggest um, bomb in movie history. Okay. Okay, well, let's stop talking
2: about how we're the
1: the official rednecks of planet Earth.
2: <laughs> let's talk to a real-life person now. Okay. Let's, let's have a kiki. I want to
0: have a kiki. the door. Let's have a chi-chi, motherfucker. I'm gonna let you head. Let's have a chi I wanna
1: have a chi Die, turn. turn work. Let's have a chi We are gonna serve and work and turn and hunt hun- honey. This is a segment called Off Limits, and it's basically us interviewing someone about their unique take on politics, which, as we know, is a subject that many people consider off-limits.
2: Yes, and that unwritten rule applies to seldom more than it does to our guest today, which is why we are so excited to have him and hear all his thoughts. On the shit he's never allowed to talk about.
1: Right. Today we're talking to Ronnie Karam. Or is it Karam? <laughs> Ronnie <laughs> co-hosts an uber popular podcast called Watch What Crappens. It is the Bravo recap podcast. Anyone and everyone is listening to it, including the powers that be. So if you're a Bravo fan and you haven't gotten on board, go and subscribe to that shit right now.
2: Okay, so Ronnie co-hosts. Um, Watch What Crappens with his friend, Ben. How do you say his last name, Ronnie? Mandelker. Mandelker. And how do you say your last name?
3: Karam. Karam. But okay. a lot of people say Karam. So, you know, I answer to both.
2: Okay. Well, so Ronnie and Ben host Watch What Crappens together. And Ben is a sweet guy, and he's like the me half of their duo.
0: <laughs> sweet. So
2: Ronnie, Ronnie's the Julie half he's hilarious and insane and lacks impulse control and if they ever get in trouble for anything quote unquote that's said on their podcast you can be sure it was ronnie that said that shit (laughs) ben is also hilarious but he's more thoughtful and cautious and tries to avoid alienating their anyone in their audience so with that in mind you can imagine that politics is off motherfucking limits on their podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: Right. Which <laughs> is which is good because you guys can listen to their show for Bravo Drama and our show for Trump Drama. And it's also good because it makes today's off limits that much more exciting. Because we get to hear all the shit that Ronnie is never allowed to say. So without further ado, let's welcome Ronnie Karam. Karam. <laughs>
3: well, <hello.
1: laughs> Hi. Hi, Ronnie. <laughs>
3: you guys, I love you so much, like from <laughs> this stuff, but also from real life. Okay, so
2: you and Julie, though, went out a couple... You hit the town, sans me. I wasn't there. And you guys ended up on a late night... the, the that good old we're too high to go to sleep. Oh, so- that's,
1: right. <laughs> that's
2: right. So you guys ended up on a call. Yeah, we
1: did. We talked on the phone. I mean, I don't even know. I first of all I don't ever do that with anyone, Ronnie. And secondly, <laughs> it was at like two or three in the morning and, and we were talking like
2: And you guys were talking about these theories, yes. these conspiracy theories that Ronnie's yes. gonna tell. We had to have our fourteen listeners hear this shit, Ronnie. <laughs> so here we go. We well, want yeah. we wanna we wanna tell everyone about it.
1: I mean, where to begin? Okay, Roddy? well, we
3: had just we had just been at the Watch What Crapens Live show taping so we at the Hollywood Improv concert.
1: Lab. That's right.
3: Yes, and so <laughs> we start every time we start talking about anything political. Everybody's like, "I don't want really to talk about that." Mom. I mean, everybody, being my <laughs> friend Trisha, and uh, so we started texting because she was like, "I don't." I've never heard that. I was telling her all this Comey shit. She's like, "I've never even heard that." And I do a political podcast. And I said, girl, that's because I read conspiracy stuff. I don't read right. the news. I like conspiracies. I like to, I like to think like dinosaurs did 9-11. You know,
2: like I'm crazy. Ronnie, and don't advertise advertise someone else's political podcast on here. Come on. No, I said that. Oh. I said that.
1: (laughs) Oh, you said that. (laughs) Not her. It was me. I was like, what are you talking about? We have a political podcast. I have never even heard of that. And he's like, oh, because it's conspiracy theory. I'm like, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) That
3: is so funny. We started texting, and I said, no, I'm just going to call you right now. And so I called her and I was like, let's just record this. And she's like, no, because we're partners. And I would never do that. With my <laughs> partner. And I'm like, you guys, seriously, like, whatever. So we saved it until now. And now all this me shit's kind of late, right? Because yeah. a lot has happened since then. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you have new Komi shit, right? Got fired, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So first I have to give a disclaimer because I'm not an apologizer after I say things unless it's like something horrible, uh, When I said mean things about Maya Angelou on the day she died. If it's stuff like that, I'll apologize. For this stuff, look, all I said was she never learned how to rhyme. Like, I don't think it's that bad. It was a funny joke. So anyway, Um... I'll apologize for that. But this kind of stuff, I don't because it's not even about opinion. It's like just how I enjoy spending my time in the middle of the night. I love reading about this stuff. So I just want to say it's not my opinion. I'm just going to say stuff that's going on online, okay?
2: Yeah, and you do not have to apologize. Nobody's going to troll you. No, they might, but who cares? And
0: we're... (laughs) Oh, they will,
3: but it's okay. Okay. I just want to say I apologize now, and that's it. (laughs) The best conspiracy theories from the election, because that's when they went crazy, right? Mm. So the first one is Pizzagate. Have you guys heard of that? Yes,
1: we know about Pizzagate.
3: Okay, well, basically... The emails came out, you know, the leaks or whatever. There was DNC leaks and then there was Podesta leaks. And then the Podesta leaks, there were all these references to pizza that didn't make any sense. Like pizza, pasta, sauce. Pizza <laughs> <He's> chef, <laughs> he sends people pasta for Christmas. so
1: Oh, it's cocaine. I mean, it
3: makes sense to oh, me. Oh, it was coke. Crazy To me, I mean, I don't know,
1: That's but right. I can definitely say that I think we all have Well, pizza is,
2: pizza is one of the most common code names for, for, for coke.
3: Right. Right. So yeah, there were all these code words that came out on like 4chan, which is totally hilarious. Could
1: have been hookers. Okay, go ahead. No, I can also say
3: cheese pizza means child porn, and pasta means this and this and this. So they they have this like child trafficking ring, and they're all like Satan worshippers, and they're passing them through this pizza place that James (laughs) Elliphaus's own.
0: Now,
2: as part of Pizzagate, I didn't know that that came from these emails and all the pasta. Did you? No. Yeah, we didn't know that. So that's interesting. That's good. And that is a fact, right?
3: Well, Pizzagate's not a fact, but all of those co- all of those code words supposedly coming from the emails. Yeah. Yeah. I've read all the emails and but they, they, they kind of don't make sense, but th- I don't really believe like they're eating babies. No. You know, like it well, sounds th- crazy th- to me. But the
1: theory would be that the theory is that the Russians are the ones that planted the child pornography and all that stuff. They're the ones that led it into that direction.
3: Just well, the Russian thing is bullshit, and this is why. This is what we got in an argument about last time. <laughs> you guys really believe all this Russian shit? Do you?
1: I believe that I'm they. Curious. I. I um, this is Julie speaking, and I completely <sighs> believe that they hacked in and did some meddling shit. Yeah, of course, absolutely.
3: Yes. Well, here's the reason I'm saying it's bullshit. Okay. One, these leaks, these emails were coming out, and that they were saying, "Okay, next week is the big one, and then we're going to release another big one." And so everyone started freaking out. And the second debate, suddenly, I was watching them on the free channel, you know, because I'm obsessed. Mm. And suddenly it was like, Russia, 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 Russia. Every news person, every commentator. And then, of course, Hillary herself started going with this Russia thing. Well, Russia has been giving both sides money for years and years. I mean, if you Google... Clinton Foundation and Russia and read all the uh, Uranium One stuff and all of the money that the foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative took from people to help pass uh, uranium deals and all this. We've all been doing it. So, my question oh, is, oh, wait, and that, I'm not even that, sticking up for anybody that, that was taking because that, that's bullshit.
2: That was the thing that Donald Trump said, right? Like uranium about Hillary and Russia. He said that uranium.
1: Thing. Yeah, but that uranium thing they, yes. they debunked on and the news saying, and they well, said it was like a half you know, a percent of uranium went to like a tiny, <laughs> and I don't even remember because I was like, oh God. I mean, it was like a nothing, <laughs> that uranium thing.
2: But I believe you, Ronnie. I believe you. I'm yelling. I just want the audience to no, I'm not yelling even that. they're it's having a weird conversation.
3: It's just reading the information that's out there. and The reason it makes me crazy on the Democrat side is because I'm a Democrat. So, you know, I know Donald Trump's going to be an evil fuck. And I I know, you know, the the Republicans are going to give all their money to big oil and all that. But when I see our side doing it, it just freaks me out because we look on Facebook and every post is the same. It's like nobody reads anything. And now all of a sudden, Russia Matters, this has been happening for a long time, Mm -hmm. like a really long time. And it's good because our side is finally starting to read. But no one's really understanding, and we're just fighting about shit instead of reading. And of course, I'm bringing this up after Pizzagate, which I'm sure really helps credibility.
2: Well, what is your theory, <laughs> or what is the online theory, or the conspiracy theory about? If it's not Russia, who? What is it? Who's who's tampering? So
3: there's there's different leaks. One, the Podesta leak, which was juiciest. Okay, <laughs> Podesta leak. He was fish. Which means he was sent an email saying your account is, um, yeah, your account is blocked or whatever. You need to change your password. And his password was password. <laughs> okay, like he's like your dad. You yeah. Know? So those ass. were easy to get for whoever got them. The DNC leaks. There's different things going on. One is the Seth Rich conspiracy, which Seth Seth Rich worked for the DNC. Uh, working on voting software and supposedly uncovered something. And uh, when he found out, they think that he leaked the WikiLeaks. And Julian Assange says he won't say who the leaker is. But then he hashtagged it Seth Rich, and then he put out a um, he put out an award for like thousands of dollars whoever helps. Catch the killers of Seth
1: Rich. Seth Rich lastly, was murdered. For him. people, com. for people that, for people that don't know, Seth Rich was murdered. He's 27. He was working for the DNC, and he was murdered outside of the, in DC, like outside of the building. He was like gunned he down. He was oh. shot. And then, the, right,
3: he was shot at like four in the morning, twice in the back. They're saying it's robbery, but nothing was taken. Right,
1: nothing was it's taken. It's fishy as fuck. Very so fishy. So that's one
3: conspiracy theory that they found out he was the leaker and killed his ass. Right, um, and who, that but he leaked who, those emails who, to WikiLeaks.
1: Who are they saying killed him though? The who? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Well,
3: <laughs> there's different. They don't know yet. There's different theories. One is that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was the head of the DNC. Mm-hmm. Is you know she's a cuckoo bird. Like, no matter what side, agree. You know? I can tell
0: by Agreed. her name
1: so she's insane. You should Google. Just look at a picture of her. You are like whoa, whoa, come on, lady. Yeah, <laughs> whoa, the, Ross,
3: It's whoa. like crispy
1: onions hair. Like, <laughs> it's like, Mm-mm-mm. go on. Sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so she was the head of the DNC when all this happened and got fired, and then Hillary put her on, you know, her campaign or whatever. So, uh, okay, um, it's weird to say this so fast. So they're thinking someone just hired some goons. She had a couple of brothers working for her, I think, from Pakistan, some somewhere over there, named the Awan Brothers, A-W-A-N. And they were helping with a lot of the computer crap. And this week, Debbie Wasserman's in, in trouble again because she's sending police chiefs to give her back a laptop that they confiscated because there's evidence on there. So there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that still hasn't come out. She and only fucking crazy people are talking about it. But every time I research it, it's not coming up false, you know? Yeah, the-, uh, the— thing this week with Debbie Washington, I have to say it, and then I'll shut the fuck up because I'm, like, on Motor Mouth right now. Um, she she called—supposedly, she called the uh, lawyers for the DNC because there's a huge DNC case going on right now, a fraud case. And she called and used a voice changer but didn't change caller ID. So, <laughs> Oh. So no one <laughs> knows that God. that was a number that was spoofed because uh, you can spoof your number, but right. it says you know there's a screenshot of the number and it's like U.S. Uh, representative oh, God number.
1: I mean, bitch, get a, so get a slide dial on your phone, Debbie. <laughs> what are you doing?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, uh, girl, she, star fifty eight or yeah, whatever the fuck. I you mean, do the
1: of all of them. I because um, I was looking when you sent the text or when, when we're going to talk about these conspiracies. Like, I don't even know what he's talking about. I can't even remember. So I was looking and googling, and yeah. First of all, if you're going to look at any of the conspiracy theories, it's uh, the only people talking about it are uh, insane people, stoners, just like and right wing people, and just like. But then when you try and get the story, it's all, there's no fact that's corroborated or whatever. But with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, um, that's one fact. That's actually a fact, like what you just said with the the caller ID and stuff and her wanting to get the laptop, you know? The
3: DNC emails were hilarious because it was like inter-office emails and there was this guy named pablo that was so lazy and everybody hated him and they'd be like get your shit together pablo i mean it was very it was a very fun read yeah, we
0: gotta... but
3: they were you know they were cons- not conspiring because that's such an ugly word it's more innocent than that but they were all of course like trying to get hillary in there and disregard bernie and do whatever they could
2: and to that was get when bernie they, for they the gave, picture when they gave her the was that when they gave her the question? like when they gave her the questions uh, the that was eight? Donna
3: so Donna oh, Brazil Donna. took over for Debbie Wasserman Schultz after and yeah she fed her a couple questions which
2: oh that's right I mean, oh that's right I feel like get your okay. shit together Pablo is the new not now Todd <laughs> cause I'm real I'm feeling get your shit together Pablo so hard <laughs> like I like love it <laughs>
3: Oh he became so an good. internet star. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I then Hillary
3: just started saying Russia, Russia, Russia. So our friends, you know, people like liberal gay people, basically, or liberal people in Los Angeles, were like, "It's all Russia." But those emails were all validated through Google. You know, right? So they were real, and there was nothing really that terrible in them. But people just said it's all a conspiracy. They're all fake, and nobody read them. And right. it's important because it shows that we're all fucked like we can fight about whatever we want on facebook and make it about abortion or gay rights or whatever the fuck they're still having to fight about the fact is they're all working for the same damn people you know and it makes me nuts that nobody realizes you know hillary's just as bad as the rest of them
1: well that's i believe that yeah i really want to know who i don't think they're necessarily working with the same people but i wouldn't i'm not against thinking that the Democrats or Hillary and Debbie, clearly Debbie Debbie Debrie and Schultz <laughs> is sh- the shadiest of them all. I mean, well,
3: what was the thing? Well, she's just a lackey for Hillary. I mean, she's worked for Obama and Hillary for ages. You know, so she's just a lackey. She's taking the fall. But then Hillary comes out this week, and she's going on her, like, I'm still alive to her, and I'm not double. Oh, like, my God. conspiracy thing. I mean. <laughs> which, of course, Ugh. I don't believe. But she's <laughs> like, hi, it's still me. I'm alive. I'm not a puppy. As and as if- she's going around, and she's blaming, like, she blamed the DNC for not supporting her. Yeah. And, are you kidding? There's, like, hundreds of emails where they're totally trying to rig it for you. Right. And then she's blaming James Comey, who was also someone who did nothing but help her. It's you not know? a good like, look. everybody's blaming Comey.
2: Well, why isn't it Comey's fault? Um, I'm I'm sorry, again, I'm going to apologize for yelling because I'm trying to have Ronnie hear me. Why isn't it Comey's fault? What was the, what what was, let's go back in time to the cracked out Comey conversation you and Meow Meow had. (laughs) What were the, what were the Comey theories? This is prior to him getting fired. So I think it's kind of interesting because it will prove were the conspiracy theories kind of on the right track.
0: Mm.
3: Okay. Well, first of all, Comey has helped the Clintons for years and years and years. He, helped on, he was on the Mark Rich case. The Mark Rich thing was when Bill Clinton um, pardoned that dude who right. was, you know, a really bad, really bad guy yeah. <laughs> and was funneling all this money. And Bill Clinton pardoned him, and then they got, you know, a ton of money to their foundation. Um, so that was the first. and That was a long time. No, that wasn't even the first. There was a case in New York in a Hasidic neighborhood where these four Hasidic dudes, this was in the 90s, I believe, Uh, got a pardon for getting the community to vote, James Comey let the Clintons off on that. Um, Whitewater, he was on, James Comey was on the Whitewater Commission, which Um. sent so many people to prison, but the Clintons, I mean, he sent everybody around them to prison but them. So he's always been helping them. When he was doing, when all that email stuff was coming out, and Loretta Lynch um, met on the tarmac with Bill Clinton for that secret meeting, and they thought no one knew, but people inside <laughs> took pictures. God, that was genius. <laughs> that
0: was genius. And then Loretta
3: Lynch comes out, and she's like, Well, you know, since I have a conflict of interest, obviously, after the news story, I'm going to let James, I'll go with whatever James Comey says, you know, which is not his job to say oh. whether we prosecute or not. God. So he is stuck and he basically goes on TV and gives that long speech about, he basically names everything she did wrong. It says it was wrong, but he's like, there was no intent. So we're not going to do anything about it. So he totally helped her. Then the NYPD supposedly got Wiener's laptop. Which oh, had oh yeah. Huma, you know, Huma had been uh, backing up the, all the emails and shit. So they had this whole treasure trove of emails and Hillary Clinton famously deleted like 30,000 emails. You know? Right. So they're thinking, well, we have these emails. So he had to do something. He had to make an announcement. But he made an announcement and said, we're looking at those emails because we're out in the news. And then the next week said we're, there was nothing there. So
2: I in mean, my I, mind, I do, he's doing
3: nothing but helping.
2: I do agree that um, my new boyfriend, Lindsey Graham, um, <laughs> in the, in his hearing with James Comey but right before he was fired, Lindsey Graham did this whole big long spiel about how, it really didn't matter. Like he's like, I don't know why everyone's upset. She did. She did basically treasonous actions by giving her emails using a private server, putting them on Uma's laptop, then Uma's forwarding them to fucking pedophile Wiener's laptop. <laughs> and it, she, he was. She was already breaking nine thousand fucking laws by doing that anyway. You know, which is what what yeah. exactly what you're saying is that you know James Comey already had every right to investigate her and bring charges to her, but he never
0: did.
3: Well, we're trying to make it like, oh, it's her emails. Who didn't use a private server? Which is true, because then we found out when they they stole Colin Powell's email, Mm -hmm. that fucker was like, I never told her to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, you did. And it came out
3: (laughs) in his day that he did. Mm -hmm. So it's not even that she did that, because everybody Mm -hmm. does it. Mm -hmm. It's that during the Benghazi hearings, when all this stuff was happening and they subpoenaed her emails, she she worked with an outside agency to scrub all those emails.
1: Well,
0: what do you think was on there?
3: So much shit. What? And then Comey has this seating and everybody's like, he's going to arrest him. So they say it's going to be the White House or something, and it turns out to be her house. Like, they tricked it so the press wasn't there. But he handed out immunity to everybody. Like, he gave Henry's chief of staff, I'm so sorry, I don't know her name, um, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl. Un- Smith, Underwood? Uma, <laughs> like, all these, Cheryl. all these people got immunity, so um, no one was going to, like, nothing was ever going to happen, you know? He's just, like, been trying to help. And then in this administration, of course, he's going to try and get Trump for this Russia shit, um, which he should, and then gets fired when he's out of town so they can confiscate all the shit from his office. Wow. You know? And then Trump, Trump gives all these tweets that are not coded at all, basically. He's like, well, you better hope that enough was quote-unquote wiretapped. nothing was blah 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 threatening him like bitch i've recorded all your conversations too so it's like this it's like this big mudslinging soap opera and fucking loving it and if people would just read both sides because both sides are insane and they But if you read both sides, it really is just a fantastic time to be alive.
2: Well, I think that you should come and take over this podcast because (laughs) I can't even believe the level that you just went. Besides the fact that you watch every Bravo show, talk about every Bravo show, know every detail, I could literally ask you, what is Heather from New York's husband's name? And you could probably tell me and her child with the hearing problem. I mean, like the details (laughs) that you're keeping in your head, you need to go on a fucking trivia show, stat. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I don't even know this shit. And well, I, I don't I'm watching
3: keep in Burnham. my head. I've got like 15 windows open right now.
2: Like <laughs>
4: okay, good.
3: Forth. Well, you're, um, <laughs> you're killing it. And the it. fact, you know, that <laughs> anyone who's like getting mad about this stuff, I hear you and you should be mad. Um, but Google everything I've talked about because it really is fascinating and it's not all just right-wing fights. Like the Uranium One the uranium and the Whitewater investigation, all that shit's on the New York Times. You well, know, I'm with right. you. I'm, I'm with good. you. I right.
2: it is both sides and I think it's important and especially talking about Seth Rich, I didn't even know who that was um 30 minutes ago, mm-hmm. but um who got murdered and mm-hmm. then the person Julie said who was investigating Debbie Wasserman murdered got murdered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I'm happy. I'm like, damn, if Democrats are getting involved in the murdering, that's where <laughs> it's at, honey, because we need to fucking start doing some shit too. We need to get crazy. Well,
3: have you looked up the Clinton death list? Oh my God. Just look up the Clinton death list. And just a quick thing. Um, that guy was a special prosecutor in Florida, but I don't think he was really investigating that. He was, he was doing, um, citizenship and passport fraud, which people are saying probably has to do with Debbie Wasserman because of the Awan brothers and all this other shit that they pull. It's like we never know the whole truth. No. Um, But it's interesting to read it and kind of start making your own decisions because those people are all against us, everybody. Do not pick a side.
2: (laughs) That's right. We need to have our own middle side called gay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Ronnie, that was fucking amazing. And we're going to come on again because we need to talk more about this shit. And God knows next week there'll be 13 new theories. Oh
3: my God. Um, oh geez. And then every week with this administration is insane and it's really fun to read about.
2: Tell <laughs> our 14 listeners where they can find you on face chat and Twitter Graham. <laughs> um,
3: well, I host watch crappens. You can find all our links at watch dot com. And then I also co-host Rose Pricks, which is a big bachelorette podcast and that's, Been hilarious. So go find that at rosestrix.com. And then on Twitter and everything else, I'm at Ronnie Carroll.
2: And they all love you anyway from um, when you called in when you did your Gay Guys with Feelings segment. Well, we love you and we're going to hang soon and get high and drunk (laughs) real soon with you.
3: Yeah, you guys. I love you, bitches. (laughs)
2: Love (laughs) Love you you too. Thanks, Ronnie. Now it's time for gay questions. I have
3: gay
1: questions and I need gay answers. I got gay questions and I need gay answers. Yeah, I got gay questions
3: and I need gay answers. I got gay questions and I need gay answers.
1: Now it's time for the part of the show where we read some comments and answer questions from our 14 listeners.
2: Okay, we did this last week, okay, but we're doing it again, <laughs> even though it's gonna make us go over on time and we're already over. And our producer, Britton, is going to get annoyed because we're over. And um, at least seven of you guys are probably going to stop fucking listening. But whatever. I, we got questions and comments and we love hearing from you. And I'm not going to ignore them.
1: OK. No. All right. The first <laughs> one is from Christy Larrabee on the Facebook private fan page. She says, quote, partisan politics are a shitstorm and don't seem to be serving anyone well. Do both slash either of you think it's possible for our country to ever achieve a postpartisan status? What do you think the path to that would look like? I think of this past election and how my 13-year-old son couldn't stand to be in a room with my husband and I when we discussed politics. I can't imagine he'd want anything to do with that mess. Post-partisan elections would still be heated, I'm sure, but I feel like they'd be less likely to lead to the broad generalizations that lead to impossibly deep divisions. Thoughts? Opinions? Thank you. I've been listening since I... Learned of your show on Heather McDonald's podcast, and I just love you both. Hashtag Proud14. That's nice.
2: That is nice. Thank you, Christy. We love you.
1: Thank you for listening. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> um, there will ever be a possibility for partisan, would it be nonpartisan? Right. Yeah. For I think so. I think postpartisan so. status um, while there's still religion. I that's think that's a good answer. I think while there's still religion, people will be divided. We'll be we will be extremely divided because that I think that religion informs politics.
2: I think that's a great answer. I think um, I don't know, and it's a complicated question, but I do feel my cousin teen told me because we you know, she has young nieces and nephews and my cousins, but um, that the millennials are from what she hears on the streets mm-hmm. from our younger family, and that they're li- they're libertarian a lot of them, right. and a lot of them didn't vote. Um, I feel like your your son he's younger than a millennial, but I think that generation, I don't think they're going to be party politics. Um, But the thing with libertarians is that even though I like that guy that called in, um they're selfish yeah. and like saying right. well I support planned parenthood we just wanted to be a private institution and I go okay well that's just a doctor's office that you pay for then <laughs> right. it's not helping anyone it's not right. you know what i mean so right uh, although libertarians are great in a lot of ways and 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 that's the where i where i do think it's going to go to non party i do think that that's going to happen but i think it's going to be a very selfish uh, world, and but it's not going to be here anyway. After <laughs> yeah, the, what's the difference? Yeah, it's going to be covered in greenhouse gas and factory farming and whatever. Right. But but I do think it's going to happen, and I think the younger generation will go that way. And um, I do think the younger generation with religion too are going to be a lot more tolerant. And and um, but but and what I said last night, even when I was drunk, is that even though you know the religious part of stuff is gross, and the left self righteousness is also gross, both sides do still want to help people and that i think will be sad when that goes away because Mm -hmm. these people are always going to need help well right exactly you know and millennials live on their fucking parents couch and don't even pay for cable and want everything for free and want want game of thrones to be available on youtube right okay right good thing none of them listen to this (laughs) because they well they probably do because it's free the next one comes from courtney gordon on the also on the facebook fan (laughs) (laughs)
1: Awakenings Courtney says Hey guys this is one of my favorite podcasts It's a great mix of jokes, opinions and legit facts So thanks for making it But my question is not about politics It has to do with a TLC show born this way <laughs> TLC show born this way Which was briefly mentioned on last week's podcast Here's my question Isn't Meg, like, way too much of a fast girl for Steven? He's too pure for this earth. Like, on the last show, he asked his dad if you're allowed to say I love you before your boyfriend slash girlfriend, like, allowed to. Dude is an angel. I'm interested to know your thoughts on this union. Like, on one hand, I'm happy for Steven, but on the other hand, I'm worried he's going to end up a baby daddy, like Teen Mom (laughs) Styles. Okay, thanks for your time and have a great day. Ugh. Well, for the sorry, that was my fault. For those of you who don't know about the show Born This Way, it's the best show that's ever made on TV, and it's a docu reality series about Down syndrome adults. Who- docu
2: series are shows like Housewives. Just so you know, don't think it's a documentary because it isn't. It's Housewives, Vanderpump, right. right yeah, with. K- what seems like kids, but God knows some of them could be fifty.
1: They're in their thirties.
2: They're yeah, they range or twenties and thirties. Yeah, twenties and thirties,
1: and and they have Down syndrome. Right. So they're like, but they lit, but they're like living. You know, it's like dating and yeah. working and whatever. So um, family drama, right. friend drama, and it's so fascinating and so interesting, and it's like hilarious and trashy, but also moving and <laughs> weird. Weird. It's it's so good. So anyway, so yeah, so if you don't watch, sorry, this is going to be like a meta inside whatever, but yeah. First of all, Meg is a bitch and
2: <laughs> Meg's kind of the star of the show. She's, she's long, she's all hair. She's, yes. the, you know, for, yes. you know, she's got some good hair and it, yeah. Yeah. Like nor- regular, nice clothes. Yeah. She has a company like a called style. Meg, Megology where uh-huh. she makes, um,
1: tie dye um, shirts and yeah. things. And
2: Julie brought up some for my mom, uh-huh. bought a pair of socks for my mom because Julie got my mom into the show because my mom works with special needs kids. Yeah. Cause she is an angel from heaven. Uh huh. And, um, The irony is that Julie bought my mom some socks. And so then my mom gets the socks and she's so into it. And she takes a picture of them and they're really cute. And then the next day, my mom texts me and goes, did she get me another pair of socks? Because I got another one in the mail. And I'm like, well, I don't know who... Made the mistake there. It wasn't me. Could be Julie. It could be Meg. I know sometimes
1: Julie's born this way. And that's true. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I am. I could definitely be on that show. I'm surprised (laughs) I'm not. But, um, you know, God. And Steven, he is an angel and he's so sweet. And he has um, mosaic downs, which is a different type of down syndrome he's a more high functioning it's diet downs the guy's as cute as he, he's he's the, the sexiest down syndrome guy i've ever seen yeah. i do not say sexy but he's very cute yeah he's very attractive yeah he's so sweet he's he's the the physically you might say he is less of the features that are traditionally down syndrome He's right. he's a little more intelligent or or high function um, fu- or uh, maybe i um, higher level of cuz you know the down syndrome ones that we're meeting are on a they there's they're if they're 30 years old they're probably functioning at like a 12 to 15 year old mindset so, like... And that's emotionally. Cause emo- emotionally. Some of them,
2: as far as numbers and stuff, are Yeah, and even. then
1: there's a yeah. whole thing where they can't, like, they're not good with numbers. They can't ever... They're, having a, an ATM card is, like, a challenge because they never understand money. And, yeah. like, Meg is... You see, like, there was one episode where Meg was, like, you know, dealing with the thing. And then the mom asked her to count the money. And she was, like, one, five, 200, two hundred, Yeah, like, they... they cat. They, right. Right. So... And then so now Meg but Meg is like the sexy one quote unquote That's right she is the and sexy one. And she's super horny they're all super they're horny all but horny. she is so horny and she's obsessed with romantic comedies so in her she lives she sees boyfriends and I would say this is across the board for most of them. They view boyfriends and girlfriends in a very um elementary school yeah, type the, romantic the, the, comedy the, the movie way. Mm-hmm. So she She has this boyfriend, then she breaks up with him, and then she's just, like, so distraught over the boyfriend and thinking he's going to be so distraught and blah, blah, blah. And then Steven tries to get with her, and then she gets with him, and now it's like they've been on one date, and she's like, I can't believe this is really happening. (laughs) And And first
2: of all, Courtney... Send us um, your phone number because Julie can do every single character on the show. It is she literally should do a one woman show. It is the swan song of her life. She can do it so good. It is you will feel like they each called you. It's fucking so good. And, but I can't do it here because people in, might think yeah, it's offensive. You can, yeah, you can. And plus, if you don't watch the show, you won't know how brilliant it is. Right. And so, and also, we can just talk
1: to you about it because Julie. It's, all, it's really all she wants to talk about. <laughs> it is all I want to talk about. But yes, he. She is too fast for him. He's not. He's going to be out. He's not. He's already getting freaked out. She's saying, I love you. He's not, he doesn't understand that. And he doesn't love her. And he's like, he's, just horned up. And, but and she, he's going to be out. He's going to, he's, he's already yeah. getting annoyed with her. Yeah,
2: she's too emotional.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like, what? All right, what?
2: let's uh, keep up pushing. Okay. Thank you, Courtney. The last one is uh,
1: just a comment. It came with on a card with a gift right. from Allison Goffner. Okay, so Allison sent us two kick-ass t-shirts from a Planned Parenthood in Kansas. She let us pick out the shirts and then she, bought them for us and in turn donated to Planned Parenthood. Oh. The shirts are dope and she really made her life with her card. She said, my ladies, please accept these shirts as a token for my appreciation for all the work you do on the podcast. Every week I laugh, I learn and I'll be damned if I don't see something from a new point of view. Usually something Brandy says. <laughs> it's been a great feeling as a tiny blue dot in a state of red. Love Allison Goffner, one of the 14. Thank you so much. I mean, oh my God. So I was animal babysitting for Julie because we're too gay to live. <laughs>
2: And um, I I brought in her mail and saw a Manila envelope and my name was on it too and it's like and yes I was drunk I mean I'm sorry I'm always drunk <laughs> and I was here and I was alone and I was with Dumpling the cat and I'm like yeah I'm gonna drink so and when I when I'm drinking I'm vulnerable um, I read your card Allison and I was so touched it's like um, we love the shirts and we l- love hearing that you like the podcast and I know that that I always say it but we do this for free and sometimes I get scared that we're doing nothing but sounding dumb and wasting
1: time <laughs> that we're just two idiots and that was talking about a load of garbage yeah so
2: mm-hmm. when i get you know when i opened the card and i was just like that is so sweet that yeah. she took the time and listened mm-hmm. and you know i don't know it just really touched me and and it was yeah really no sweet.
1: me too but also the shirts made me happy because they're so fucking cute <laughs> all right let's do so there's that <laughs>
2: part of the show where i give julie the assignment of finding one thing happening with the government that doesn't freak her the fuck out it's like a little ray of light to leave you with that might make you happy after you guys hear it but it most likely won't because julie's weird and picks things like all all women <laughs> wonder woman screenings she's like oh. i'm gonna do you know what in canada they had it all women no one, portland oregon um, portland oregon or in, so in I, austin I texas was, was, no it was oregon okay it was something that reminded me of canada which has got to be oh. oregon they had all what women Wonder Woman screening and I was like but yeah but why is that so there's that she's like because so many guys got offended and I was like "Um, I think you might want to rethink that (laughs) I mean these are conversations we have so I don't know if that's what you're going to do I'm not not, I'm not hit hit
1: me with your shit but I am thrilled about the Wonder Woman thing and go (laughs) cry about it guys (laughs) you know it's reverse sexism that doesn't exist (laughs) she was saying that okay that isn't a real thing (laughs) Okay, this has been a crazy fucked up week, as we know, apparently after Trump announced that we would be leaving the Paris Accord and people all around this country lost their goddamn minds. I really didn't think I would be able to find any light in the shit pile this week's politics. But as Trump announced, we'd be pulling out of the Paris Accord. And by the way, like we said before, this administration should win the award for pulling out. More than a married guy who hates wearing condoms. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, like, pull out some more. Why don't you? Anyway, one very crazy kookalook politician decided to take the fight to the street and made me feel a little bit of actual hope. Governor Jerry Brown of California, yes, is kicking ass and taking names Politico, no, I got this off of Politico, so I want to cite my source. That's good. That's good. I'm citing my source, President Trump, okay? <laughs> Does that make you feel better because I cited my source? He's going to say they're probably faking news. Yeah, he of course. So, Brown now 79 and in his final term has long championed environmental causes, promoting conservation and smog-related policies when he was governor before, from 75 to 83, and overseeing a dramatic expansion of California's greenhouse gas reduction standards since returning to office in 2011. Roughly 170 jurisdictions, including Canada and Mexico, have endorsed Brown's non-binding agreement embracing efforts to limit global temperature rise to below two degrees Celsius, the threshold beyond which many scientists predict catastrophic consequence, like we said before. So Jerry Brown has been advocating changes and for climate change for policy for years and though has been relegated to the sidelines and could only really fight for the state of California, he said, no one gonna put baby in the corner and we're mad as hell and aren't gonna take it anymore and was like, you know what? Fuck just California. I'm gonna go fight for the world. And he went to China on his own to meet with like Chinese officials and ambassadors. Yeah. To talk about fucking actual doing something for climate change and making an an agreement. He's going from state to state and he's calling different governors to get together for them to actually work on climate change just together as a group. And we're like, you know what? Fuck you, Trump. Fuck you, Scott Pruitt. Fuck you, all of you assholes. We're gonna, we're now we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do it because you're not goddamn doing anything. So that to me is incredible. Governor Brown, oh yeah, so he flew. Now, to me, this is what fighting looks like. You want to talk about resist. If I see one more hashtag resist, I can't, I mean, (sighs) I I don't even know, I don't know, because I don't know what you're doing, except put hashtag (laughs) resist. You want to talk about doing something, this motherfucker is resisting, and he is doing something, and he's taking action, and I think that's amazing, and I just want to say thank you, Governor Jerry Brown. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics.
2: Yay. Thank you guys for listening. We are up to 291 reviews on iTunes. We only need nine more to get over 300. And we decided that's our goal for 2017. Hmm. So please go on to one of your roommate's devices and leave (laughs) a review under their name so
1: we can call it a year and spend
2: (laughs) the rest of the summer drunker and higher than we already planned on getting. We can call it a day.
1: Yeah. And don't forget about our live show this Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv. We want to meet the local two listeners and have you guys buy us drinks all night. (laughs) And if you love a
2: full head of gray hair like George Clooney, like I do.
1: God, I mean, every <laughs> time with George Clooney. Then
2: Alec Mopple. Did you guys know
1: that Michelle Pfeiffer's <laughs> oh, birthday is April 29th? Uh, yeah, because Julie loves
2: <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, that's so cute. Um, that's not her birthday, but it would be no, cute if you know knew that. it. No, <laughs>
1: don't Exactly. I don't know. I can't because I don't care. Yeah, well,
2: but I think it's cute that you love her even still because she's still gorgeous. She's even sexier now. You're right. Um, okay, so anyway, if you like the full head of hair like I do, Alec Mappa will, <laughs> will be there. Alec Maka.
1: Alec <laughs> Maka. Alec Maka. Alec Maka. Your bagels are ready. Alec Maka. He's more Mapa. than just a hairdo though, isn't he, man? Oh yeah. my God. I mean, he is... He's you know what? He's a small gaian George Clooney. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's right. He's, you know what I mean? And he's, but he's not because
2: he's fucking hilarious. And George <laughs> Clooney wishes, George Clooney only wishes he was that funny.
1: He's so funny. He's so smart. He's very activist politically inclined. He's a, you know, his, but his stand up is great. He's just great. He's a, he's, I have he's no idea so why he agreed to do the show. I don't know show. either. <laughs>
2: but he is. Um, and he's coming and we're excited and we hope to see some of you there and as always it's been real and it's been fun
1: but mostly it's been gay and garbage see
0: you Wednesday <laughs> piatches it's all shit it's all just dumb gay politics America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that cause we got a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast we probably don't have all the facts but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack that's why it's a dumb gay podcast shit it's all shit it's all shit it's all shit it's all shit i mean are we gonna die i don't know you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit Uh, uh-uh this shit is bananas B a n a n a s. this shit is trump T r u m p a n a n a s. what i don't know i don't even know